Welcome to Supply Chain Partners TV and Podcast, where we discuss innovative solutions delivered by our members at Supply Chain Partners. Our members can help you to build a high-performing business and supply chain. I'm Dr. Sharon Grant, the founder of Supply Chain Partners. I've worked in the logistics and supply chain management field for over 20 years, and I specialize in strategic supply chain performance management. In today's special episode, we're celebrating CMAT Australia. And soon we'll be speaking with the recruitment hub sponsor of CMAT Australia, Logistics Executive Group. Supply Chain Partners is proud to be an official industry partner of CMAT Australia. CMAT Australia is Australia's leading trade show for intralogistics, robotics and automation, warehousing, supply chain management and materials handling. And this year, it is taking place in Sydney from the 25th to the 27th of July, 2023, at the Dome, Sydney Olympic Park. Last year, CMAT Australia was held in Melbourne and attracted over 2,000 attendees and over 70 exhibitors and 40 speakers. This year, 2023, is going to be the biggest edition of CMAT ever held in Australia. CMAT Australia attracts a wide variety of professionals within the fields of intralogistics, robotics and automation, technology, warehousing, supply chain management and materials handling. A wide variety of industry sectors is also represented from e-commerce to manufacturing and from the food industry to resources. The trade show provides you with the opportunity to witness cutting-edge product demonstrations on the show floor. Visitors can also access the Knowledge Theatre, which will offer you insights, inspiration and practical takeaway solutions to challenges that are facing industry decision makers and frontline professionals in the logistics and warehousing industry. So come along to CMAT Australia in Sydney this July to discover innovative solutions, to learn from experts and industry practitioners and to network with your industry peers. You will find all the details regarding CMAT Australia on their website at cmat.com.au. Let's now introduce our member and the recruitment hub sponsor of CMAT Australia. With us today is Kim Winter, the founder and group managing director of Logistics Executive Group. Logistics Executive Group is a leading supply chain focused management consulting firm delivering whole of life cycle business services. They provide executive search, consulting, coaching and outplacement services. Welcome Kim, thanks for joining us today. Hey Sharon, how are you going? Thanks so much for having me on your show. In today's special CMAT Australia episode, we'll be finding out more about Logistics Executive Group who are the recruitment hub sponsor of CMAT Australia. And later we'll learn about key trends in supply chain and logistics recruitment. So Kim, tell us about your background. Well, thanks, Sharon. So yeah, my background stretches back a long way. So uh, a Kiwi, originally from Wellington in New Zealand, been in the logistics business all my life. At a trucking company at the age of 18, was a general manager with Ansett Air Freight. For those who can remember Ansett as a competitive airline in New Zealand years ago to Air New Zealand for several years and then moved to Australia with a merchant banking organisation to set up a telco. Set Logistics Executive Group up in 1999. Uh, as I say, uh, executive search, recruitment, consulting, executive coaching and outplacement uh, just in the logistics and supply chain sectors. 
That's excellent. That's a significant background. What does the logistics executive group do? So yeah, good question. We we set up business in 1999 in Sydney in Australia, and we saw a, a real demand for specialised recruitment in those days for the logistics and supply chain market. Uh, there were a lot of generalist recruiters around, not so much specialisation expertise in recruitment. So we set up the business there, and then gradually over the following years developed a uh, consulting business as well, some outplacement services for people who are laying staff off give them guidance on the way out, and also executive coaching for candidates inside uh, logistics and supply chain companies. So we opened up operations in, in Singapore and Hong Kong, as well as around Sydney. And then in 2005, I came over here where I'm based today in uh, Dubai and set up operations here in Dubai as well in one of the free zones in Dubai. So we've been deploying services across all of those offices and with partners also in Europe and in Africa from that time. And it's been 24 years and it seems like 24 minutes at times. So our, our service offering really was driven by pull strategy by clients more than anything else. We, we didn't start out to offer too wide a range of services, but as uh, apart from standard recruitment and executive search, we had clients coming to us for a range of other services, which included coaching and development of staff as well. So as well as attraction and acquisition of talent, it also became about retention as well. And then on occasions, outplacement for companies that were downsizing or resizing. Yeah, we've worked with most of the tier one companies in Australia when we set up in the first five years. And then because organizations in the logistics and supply chain world, of course, are, are global at the tier one level, of course, we were asked to provide support money to the recruitment and the consulting side of their businesses throughout Southeast Asia, where we still have an office, Hong Kong. Also, we've got one of our team up in Shanghai as well, and then out here in Dubai. And, and 20 years ago, of course, the, the world was a different place. The hubs were still developing in many places, including here in the Middle East. And so there was a huge demand for specialist talent, not so many companies providing that ease of service or the, the database or the expertise around the type of candidates that companies needed as supply chains and logistics world became more complex. That's an extensive service offering. So what was the motivation to start Logistics Executive Group? Yeah, thanks, Sharon. Look, it was very much, I, you know, myself and my two partners at the time had connections across the logistics and supply chain market from a previous business that I'd helped to build, build up and sell. And we found that by going to industry events and learning more about the Australian in those days, supply chain and logistics markets, there was a significant demand for expertise in finding more specialized candidates as logistics and supply chains became more specialized themselves. And we found that this was being you know, replicated right across the major hubs. Uh, of course, Sydney was a very big operation in those days. And to us, it was, it, was a, it was a big world in Australia. But as we began to travel offshore to events in Southeast Asia and North Asia in particular, and then up here in the Middle East and Europe, we found that the same challenges and the same demands from clients and customers, companies operating in the logistics and supply chain world were very much the same as they were in Australia and in New Zealand. So the motivation was there because it was such a globalized world, the push towards globalization was really on in the early 2000s. And we found by finding the right talent for ourselves in these 
these various sites and, and logistics and supply chain hubs that we could offer the same service. And it was, it was obviously with cultural differences and geopolitical differences, but that was part of the fun for us. I mean, being, being a Kiwi, it was always enjoyable to be going into new cultures and looking offshore to develop the business. And we found that there was plenty of demand and not so much supply in those days in terms of the expertise that we could offer. Excellent. So you've set up offices in various cities around the world. Why not just stay in Australia? Uh, yeah, well, thanks for that. I mean, the reality is that we found that so many of the companies that we were servicing back in those days, tier one and also regional tier two companies, really had similar demands in various cities to what they had in Sydney, Melbourne and Brisbane. And we had teams in all of those cities around Australia. So it was just a natural progression. The other reason we ended up spreading offshore so quickly from around about 2003 to 2005, where we opened up about five cities around the world, was that I was being invited to speak or present at various conferences because we did a lot of research and we still do that. We have a consulting division here and a research division here for a lot of our consulting business out of the Gulf and the Middle East and Africa. So yeah, I ended up speaking and then ultimately being asked to be the moderator or MC or chair conferences at various cities around the world. So it was really a natural progression. Again, it wasn't really a strategy that we set out with, but as we were brought into other events around the world, we got to make more connections. There was more business flowed, more talent was required, companies were looking for the same sort of expertise. We were building up one of the world's biggest databases, which we've continued to build for specialist executives, senior and mid-range executives right across the supply chain world. So obviously we could satisfy requirements that were coming up in these various places that we were going to for events. Thanks for that. Now, you just mentioned that you're the master of ceremonies for conferences all around the world. So is being an MC of conferences core to your business model? Uh, yeah, well, it's interesting, Sharon. It wasn't to begin with, but as this has been a part of our development and it's been a really great way to, to meet people, to join and, and engage and communicate with the various communities around the world, then yeah, it's become a sort of a bolt-on part of, of what we do. So myself and others in the organization are regularly asked to attend events, either as an MC or hosting panels and, and still speaking quite a bit as well. So it has become an integral part of what we do. And of course, we've got Logistics Executive TV as well. So as per this vodcast, we're now doing two or three vodcast interviews uh, a week with various people, news and views and interesting leadership and events around the world, finding out what's going on. And we help promote events as part of our community commitment to different organizations all around the world. Um, we will interview and promote that as part of our commitment to, to the industry. So we really enjoy it. It's become something that we you know, factor in quite significantly into where we're going to be, what clients we're going to meet, what events and Averaging, of course, with COVID, it, things became really quiet. Uh, but prior to that, and now the last year or so, it's been an event every sort of, you know, six to eight weeks somewhere in the world, either myself, usually myself or one of my team will be attending an event as an MC or, or a partner with that event. We've got events coming up, of course, CMAT, which we'll talk about in Sydney, really looking forward to getting back there as with the Refrigerated Warehouse and Transport Association in Australia last year, through the circuit in Singapore last year, India, Dubai, Europe. So uh, one thing tends to flow into another and it's a great way to engage with the community. 
Thanks, Kim. That's fantastic. Now, you're also the founder of Oasis Africa Australia. So tell me a bit about that. Yeah, well, this is uh, so one of the more passion-related uh, things in, in the business, I guess. What we were asked to deploy from uh, the World Economic Forum in Davos in 2004 when the uh, Asian tsunami struck, we were asked to deploy a team of volunteers up to Sri Lanka during that disaster. So we went up there and we worked there for about two or three weeks helping to deploy relief up there on a logistics perspective. And I then uh, was asked to go around the world with the, the UN and DHL at the time setting up disaster relief hubs with DHL and the UN. And from there, I ended up in Kenya. Never been to Kenya before, Nairobi. And I was there about 2005, quite by chance, at a conference there with them. And then uh, by chance, was invited to go into one of the world's biggest slums in, uh, in Nairobi called Kibera, about a million people in four square miles. There were some kids there who needed education and there was, there was a teacher, but nobody to set up any infrastructure. So I helped out with that. And we set up a charity in the end, registered in Australia, currently uh, is still registered in Australia. Oasis Africa Australia and we started helping educate kids in the slums there in primary school and 20 years later we educated over 8,000 kids both at primary middle school and high school and university in uh, in Nairobi in, in Kenya and right across Kenya actually so we've got a big team who support that. Fellow directors, Karen and, and Ross Howe, based in Brisbane, managed that operation with us. And yeah, it's, it's been one of those labor of loves where we uh, walked into something and could help out. And it's been something that we're very committed to. Yeah, and Oasis Africa has been an organization which has been a combination of the support of thousands of individuals across the supply chain from 2005, from our original fundraising events every year in Australia. Shout out to a lot of the tier one and tier two companies that have supported us over the years. We've uh, managed to, say, educate kids all the way up into, into university. We have about 30 kids at university every year. And I want to put a shout out to some of the organizations that have been down with us hundreds of sponsors so if people want to help sponsor some of the kids we can we can organize that they can contact me and we'll put you through to some of our team members who will assist with that but yeah companies such as Maersk up here in the Middle East have been very generous in providing uh, hundreds of laptops Astral Aviation from here in Dubai as well came down with us last year big team came down from Astral Aviation based in Kenya uh, the biggest cargo airline in uh, in Africa and Maersk up here in the Middle East, of course, Chris Cook and his team donating hundreds of uh, laptops, which we're going to send some more down this year. And we've got another team trip coming up down there next year. So thanks to all the supporters so far. And if you want to get involved in the supply chain logistics project, by all means, contact me. That's excellent. Now, you're a global supply chain and logistics talent specialist. What are the key trends in supply chain and logistics recruitment? Wow, how long is a piece of string? Uh, I, I think you know one of the, some of the key things that we're seeing at the moment, obviously, is the requirement for expertise around digitization, around technology. I mean, the logistics and supply chain world has been through massive dramatic change over the last 24 years that we've been in business, a constant drive for efficiency and productivity, the need for resilience, and balanced with that is the significant demand for new talent in, let's face it, what has been seen in the past is not a particularly sexy industry. So competing with all sorts of other sectors, of course, logistics and supply chain, have needed to lift their game right across the board. We've been a partner with many organisations in talent attraction and making sure companies have got good strategies in place to bring the right 
people on inside the organization to bring the acquisition of those people across into the business and then to also support them through coaching and development inside the businesses. But, you know, every part of supply chain, you only have to look at where the talent shortages are and the unemployment levels right across most of the Western world are very low at three and four percent and even lower in some places. But, you know, technology analysts uh still right across the board in, in air, ocean and land, demand for executives that have, you know, a lot of expertise about the understanding of the economy. So people with very strong education and knowledge around digitization and in, in terms of the understanding of the, the dynamics of business and how to get priorities achieved inside of a business economically while taking care of the of the staff and taking care of the ecosystem and the personalities are involved right across the businesses. Are there any particular groups that are in higher demand than others? Well, I think uh, obviously one of the key things is making sure that the industry right across logistics and supply chain, which depending on how you measure it, is, is up to 30% of any, any economy in any country, are making themselves attractive to you know younger generations coming through. And that's also with, with younger generations transitioning from other industries. And we've just heard about hundreds of thousands of, of the last uh, year or so of uh, staff being laid off from the technology space, for example. Now, a lot of those uh, younger people used to be brought up with devices, um, they're very technology savvy, latest generations, of course, and, and you know, making sure that the industry can attract and companies can attract those sorts of people where there is a, a higher labour supply. And cyclically at the moment, of course, there's been a lot of layoffs, but the logistics and supply chain space has been short of talent in these spaces for, for a long time. So hopefully there's been quite a transition and we're seeing that with many of the roles that we focus tend to be on more senior roles and than lower end roles, but we're seeing a lot of talent come through making that transition. Organisations also having strategy to be able to, to bring and induct those sorts of people into the business with those sorts of qualifications and experiences. But overall, irrespective of age, and of course, we're seeing a lot of baby boomers move on to retirement now and moving out of the industry. So overall, we're seeing the need for people who can be agile, who are resilient, who, who can think through issues. A lot of employers that we work with right across the globe are looking for not so much the technical skills, the attitudinal skills, the soft skills, the leadership skills, people who are not afraid to take a risk. And we work extensively with customers about identifying those sorts of people. Technical skills, maybe there's some baseline requirements for certain applications and certain roles. But overall, the predominance very much, and Elon Musk is, is very much part of this with the way he interviews. It's looking at identifying how people overcome problems, how they think, the ways that they engage, the ways that they work with others. These are the, the dominant factors of issues that, that clients are looking for when they're looking to hire people into their business. Thank you. That's great insight. With CMAT Australia coming up in July, what are you looking forward to? Yeah, so uh, yeah, it's on the agenda. It's getting closer. I'm really looking forward to to heading back to Australia again. I spent the uh, best part of 30 years there in Sydney. So look, for me, uh, events and a couple of the team are coming down and a couple of the Australian team will be there. Very much looking forward to just re-engaging with colleagues, with clients, with candidates. Uh, I'll be back-to-back -back meetings outside the event, of course. I mean, seeing there uh, as you did last year. So really looking forward to that. Looking forward to hosting some 
some panels, finding out what the latest thinking is, generating some really interesting discussion. Hopefully not too many arguments, but uh, getting up on the stage and working with people about what the latest trends are, what's happening, get it, getting the latest thought leadership on the big issues which are happening right across intra-logistics and technology, right across the supply chain scene and, and the logistics sector. So yeah, having a lot of fun there. But to me, it's very much about engaging with people and understanding where the trends are happening in the business. That's excellent. Well, thank you very much, Kim, for joining us today from Logistics Executive Group. Thanks, Sharon. Really enjoyed being on the show and catching up with you again. And from my perspective, to your members, to your audience, if anybody's got any inquiries or any input that they think I can provide to them, advice, guidance, don't hesitate to contact me. Happy to touch base at any time. Best way to get hold of me is through LinkedIn. So Kim Winter, as you can see, LinkedIn, I hopefully would be number one as an influencer on LinkedIn. We've got about 300,000 followers across our various platforms. Or you can get me on email so kim w at logisticsexecutive.com and yeah happy to engage anytime and really appreciate the opportunity yeah sharon excellent thank you very much well that concludes today's special episode about cmat australia and key trends in supply chain and logistics recruitment with logistics executive group their contact details are provided below Head on over to CMAT Australia's website at cmat.com.au where you can find out more information about this fantastic event. So join us again at Supply Chain Partners TV and Podcast where we meet with our expert members at Supply Chain Partners to discuss key business and supply chain issues, topics and trends including logistics, supply chain management, technology and much more. We welcome you to subscribe to the Supply Chain Partners channel and we look forward to you joining us again in a future episode.